Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa. Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's word through his special servants. And now, today's message. Help me celebrate my father, Reverend Ebenezer Okronipa, who has given me this opportunity. Amen. It's actually very exciting to be here today. Hallelujah. And I thank God that he has given us a day such as this. If you're excited, give the Lord a hand clap. We are going to listen to very powerful testimonies. The first testifier says that God intervened in my hopeless situation. Isabella Opoku is my name. Join me sing hallelujah to God, to the God of ONC. I became very ill for three consecutive weeks. I visited a hospital and was told my blood pressure was very high. Also, it was diagnosed that I had depression. I was put on medication, but yet my condition didn't improve. And my health grew worse each passing day. It was even more extreme on the Saturday of uh, Saturday, 24th September. I had no plans of attending the women-only prophetic gathering on that fateful day. Because it was extremely weak to the, because I was extremely weak to the point that I could not walk. Thankfully, Reverend Ebenezer Okronipa called me on phone before the start of the program and encouraged me not to miss the service. Hallelujah. So she almost missed, but her papa intervened. Now listen to what happened. She says that therefore I came, but I had to sleep at the multi-purpose auditorium until the prayer session ended. And even then, I couldn't fully participate in anything due to, severe, due to how severe my condition was. I was lying on some of the seats at the back of the auditorium when Reverend Okronipa approached me as he was ministering and asked what was wrong with me. I couldn't even respond to his question. Neither could I even walk in front to be prayed for. So her sister was totally weak. She says that, therefore, I was carried to the front of the auditorium where the man of God, together with all the congregants, interceded for me. How many of us remember that day? That day when our sister was called to the front, looking so weak. Listen to what happened. Reverend Okronipa prophetically diagnosed that the enemy had planned to take my life and my presence in the meeting that day was, was a timely intervention. The Lord, through his servant, spent time praying for me until I gradually rose to my feet. This was a miracle because standing up was impossible for me before the prayers. But after the prayers, 
I walked back on my feet, and from that time till now, my condition has improved drastically. I thought you would slap your hands together and celebrate God. He says that, interestingly, I was able to walk back home on my own without the help of anyone. God is great. I almost died, but my life was spared. Thank you, Reverend Okonipa. You are truly God sent. Somebody celebrate God one more time. Now, this one is also a powerful one. He says that I received my visa through the declaration of the man of God. Hallelujah. Church, help me thank our father, Reverend Ebenezer Okonipa, for his prayers and declaration into our lives. Loretta Owusu is my name. I desperately needed a freezer and an oven for my business. I kept thinking about where and how I could get them. During lunchtime prayers on the Monday, 3rd October, Reverend Ebenezer Okronipa declared uncommon favor upon our lives. And that was exactly what I experienced on that very day. I started my business that blessed Monday and just as I was attending to a customer, my father arrived with a taxi. To my uttermost surprise, are you following? He says, to my uttermost surprise, he brought out a freezer from the taxi. When I asked him about it, he responded that the freezer was mine. Hallelujah. Somebody celebrate God. He says that I also heard that plans were underway for me to get an oven as well. According to my dad, he wanted to purchase the freezer in a week or two's time. However, he just suddenly went to buy it. I believe the declaration of the man of God made him suddenly go and buy it. He says that this is uncommon favor indeed. Somebody celebrate the Lord God Almighty. Now this, this last testimony is one that I am very happy to share. He says that supernatural healing. Hallelujah. Now, this is our sister. She says that I have longed for a long time to give this testimony. But last night, I felt a prompting to do it now. My name is Angela Asa, and this is my long overdue testimony. Now, I want you to listen to this testimony with rapt attention. It's so powerful. Now, this is how it goes. She says that I came for this is supernatural healing and prophetic service in October 2021. Prior to that, my health had been plummeting and I had begun spending thousands of CDs moving from one hospital to the other. I had been diagnosed with degenerative disc, disease of the lumbar spine, among other things. And on top of that, I was experiencing difficulty breathing and panic attacks whenever I tried sleeping. Fast forward, during the program, Papa led us through prayer and I prayed my heart out to God to regenerate every degenerative disc since he created it. Hallelujah. I was still praying when Papa called me out and mentioned what I was going through. He took his time to pray wholeheartedly for me. And a lot of things manifested, including the fact that the enemy wanted to paralyze my whole body 
to the extent that I had, I had only, I would only be able to move my neck. Hallelujah. I don't know if the media, we are ready. I want us to play that video when Papa was ministering to us. to do was totally to break her down and paralyze her. Bring total paralysis. Because I'm looking at a place and it's as though the only thing that can move is her head. Only her head is moving. They intended, the enemy thought to make her suffer. And then she just be lying down. If I try to make you commit suicide, you didn't do it. Well, then I'll break you down and let you want to commit suicide, and you cannot do it. But the Lord said that this altar is speaking for her tonight. Something is it? Is it she was able to walk easily to come to the front, and now she's struggling to walk? Is it because this is the plan? And they had almost she had two stages, and they have a Holy Ghost aid to us here. So everything is going to come to the front and then to be gone. Praise the Lord. So this just confirmed what our sister was saying. He says that Papa took his time to pray wholeheartedly for me and a lot of things manifested, including the fact that the enemy wanted to paralyze my whole body to the extent that I would only be able to move my neck. Fast forward. So this was on the 3rd of October, 2021. Then he says, I fast forward again to May 2022. Things got worse. The devil wanted to steal my faith. I was admitted at the Coferidia Regional Hospital's ICU, where I had a cardiac arrest, and then later to Kolebu Medical ICU for about a month. During that period, it was just like Papa has seen earlier, like we saw in the video. I could only move my head. And I couldn't breathe on my own without a ventilator. Hallelujah. You know, in Ghana, when you have a ventilator, I know that you are almost going. It says that what makes this interesting is the fact that for a long while, the doctors couldn't tell what exactly was wrong with me. They were doing trial and error. One of them told me once when I had gained consciousness and, and wanted to know what was happening to me, that my symptoms did not make medical sense. They only confirmed a diagnosis after I had been discharged. Through it all, Papa was still praying with me and for me. I remember one time, even though he knew I couldn't talk, he, co he called and just prayed for me while I listened. What God has done for me through Papa, I don't know where to begin and where to end. To cut everything short, now... Hallelujah. I don't feel any pain in my waist due to any degeneration. I can walk and run and do things on my own. I can sleep without any panic attacks and I can breathe on my own. Somebody celebrate God. Now she doesn't need a ventilator anymore. She's not lying on the bed with her head alone moving. She says that it's just left with a few things and life will resume to a normal a supernatural normal. I know that the good God who has started this 
will bring it to a beautiful end to his own glory. He is faithful. And I'll end this testimony with another big one. One can only be imagined the humongous bill or the humongous bill that was left on my family. At the end of my stay at Kolebu, by, by some miraculous means, my family paid only half of the bill and we were allowed to go. I told you, clap your hands. This could only have been God. Papa, God bless you so much. You are a father, and I'm, great, I'm grateful to have you in my life. Hallelujah. Somebody celebrate the Lord and say that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And guess what? You know the good news? The very vessel that God used to work these miracles that we are celebrating God for will be speaking to us. All you need to do is to connect. Turn to somebody and say, connect. Because your miracle is here. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Say, I declare this prophetic word will manifest in my life. Say, my life will be a testimony that God's word is true. Shout a big amen. Give a clap offering to Jesus. Precious Father, we are eternally grateful to you. Thank you for these amazing encounters you've given us during Prophetic Eagles Convocation 2022. You started with us. You've been sharing, giving us your word, opening our understanding to what you have purposed for us. Tonight, continue and grant us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Refresh our hearts and our minds with your word. And may we be empowered by revelation to walk with what you have said concerning our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Acts chapter number one, the verse number eight. I want, I want to just share with you a few things briefly. And then I, we, I want to pray. I want to trust God to minister to a few people before we leave this place tonight. You'll be the person I'll be ministering to. Uh, hallelujah. Acts chapter one, verse eight. And I've already given you the background of this, that the Lord Jesus was speaking to his disciples just before his ascension into glory, ascension into heaven. And he had started giving them instructions by the Spirit of God concerning what they are supposed to expect of the kingdom. And so they, being Jews, and having the insight and the understanding that when uh, the Messiah is to come, the Messiah is going to establish the kingdom of God. So they asked the Lord Jesus, that, ah, is this kingdom about to come? When is it going to come? And Jesus replied and told them that do not concern yourself with matters that God the Father has kept to himself. But rather you, this is what you should concern yourself with, that you shall receive power. Somebody say power. After the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and he said that when this power is come upon you, you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. He said that this word is what I'm leaving with you. This should be your primary concern. So every child of God, once you're a child of God, this is a scripture you should meditate on. This is a scripture you should think about. This is a scripture you should desire that it will be embedded into your spirit. Is it this is what differentiates us from the rest of the world? When you understand this scripture and this scripture becomes a part of your life, automatically there shall be a distinction between you and the rest of the world. And God wants there to be a distinction. 
God wants to distinguish his children from the rest of the world. The Bible tells us in the book of Malachi, chapter number 3, you study from the verse number 15 downwards, the Bible tells us about a certain demarcation that is supposed to take place in the last days. In the end times, there's supposed to be a certain differentiation. And now, and now we call uh, Malachi, chapter number 3, verse number 15. He said, now we call the proud up, yea, the work wickedness. Let's go to verse number 16, please. So, and they that fear the Lord spoke often one to another, and the Lord acting and had it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord, and that thought upon his name. So, these were the people who are concerned about God. An unbeliever is not concerned about God, doesn't fear God. Somebody who is proud in his ways, doesn't fear God, is not concerned about God. This is talking about those who believe in God. Believers. Believers are those who fear God. Believers are those who talk about the name of the Lord. Believers are those who have God in their heart. They think about God. Now look at the verse number 17. He tells us of a further exemption that is supposed to take place. And say, and they shall be mine, said the Lord of hosts. Who? Those who fear God. Those who think of God. Those who have God in their hearts. So as a child of God, you should not have things in your heart. You should have God in your heart. You should have God in your heart. Your worship, your life of worship should be so important to you more than anything else. Listen, if you can have a sound relationship with God, everything else will follow. Everything else will follow. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. It says, Seek first the kingdom. That should be your principal thing. Your mind and your heart should be on the kingdom of God. As a child of God, tonight, if your mind is not kingdom-minded, begin to accept that new way of thinking. That new way of thinking. It is not talking about some special believers who are very crefacious and very audacious. No, he's talking about everyone who names the name of Christ. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. His righteousness is not talking just about doing right things, but it's talking about the principles and the laws that govern his kingdom. Tomorrow I'll be going into that a bit. The principles and the laws, the kingdom way of doing things. And in the kingdom, everybody pays homage to the king in the kingdom. Everybody desires to please the king in the kingdom. So let's go back to Malachi chapter number 3, 16 and 17. In fact, we're reading verse number 17. So he said that those who thought on him, on him, he said, this one shall be mine. Why? Because a day is going to come when God is going to do some hand selection. He said, when I make up my jewels, in other words, I pick up my jewels, I identify those who are precious substances to me. He said, they shall be mine. They shall be mine. Remember, Jesus gave us a parable about the kingdom. And he said that the kingdom of God is like a merchant man going out looking for a precious jewel. That is what he's talking about over here. God came to the earth looking for precious jewels. And now he's showing us how those jewels can be identified. He said, and I will spare them. Lift up your right hand. Say, God will spare me. Say, God will spare me. He said, I will spare them as a man spared his own son that served him. In other words, a, a son that serves his father, his father does everything possible to exempt him from calamities and the troubles that life comes with. 
So he said, I will spare him. God is going to spare you in these days. I told you yesterday, I saw a vision and I saw a great multitude of evil spirits that have been sent to cause sicknesses. You will be spared. I said, you will be spared. I said, you will be spared. Even as I'm speaking right now, divine health is entering into your being. How many of you have realized that after you started fellowshipping with us, fellowshipping with God, receiving these teachings, certain sicknesses have stopped coming? Is there anybody like that? You realize that now you are getting healthier and stronger. You repeated those repeated series of sicknesses. You are not experiencing them. Is there anybody you can see? You see the change in your health ever since you started following this message of faith and of light. Look at the number of hands over here. The number, it is this, what I'm saying. It's going to be replicated in your life. That sickness that keeps tormenting you after PEC, you will not see it anymore. I said you will not see it anymore. I said you will not see it anymore. Why? Because he said that he will spare you. He will spare you. As a man spared his own son that served him. Look at the verse number seven, verse, verse number 18 of Malachi chapter number 3. Quickly. Verse number 18. He's talking about a distinction. He said, then, then shall ye return and discern. That word discern means distinguish between the righteous and the wicked. In these last days, there is going to be a distinction between those who are righteous and those who are not. Righteous by, you can only become righteous by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Between the righteous and the wicked. Between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. There's going to be a distinction in these last days. And I told you, was it on day number one, that God has started a business of, of wealth transfer, not just from the wicked to the righteous, but also from the serious Christian, from the non-serious Christian to the serious ones. There's a movement. Look, the first part says between the righteous and the wicked. So that is between unbelievers and believers. And now he says that that is not enough, but also between him that served God and him that served him not. There are some believers who are not serving God. That is why I told you that let your mind begin to change. Maybe you never took spiritual things very seriously. Maybe you never took your faith very seriously. Listen, it is going to get to a time, it's going to be dangerous to live that way. It is going to be dangerous to live that way. To live a life where your Christianity, your faith in, in God is not placed first. But every other thing, your friends, your beloved, your money, your business, your job, every other thing is placed first and God is placed last. It's going to be very dangerous to live that way. Why? Because God cannot protect you when you don't put him first. God cannot protect you because you are not, he cannot say that you are his because you are money's. You are your bosses. You are the world. The world that possesses you. He cannot say that he owns you. Your desire for money is more precious to you than your desire for God. So he cannot say he owns you. And so in as much as he wants to exempt you and preserve you and protect you because you are not fulfilling Malachi chapter 3 verse 16, he cannot spare you even though he wants to spare you. Even though he wants to spare you. Put your right hand on your head and say, mercy, Lord. You better make up your mind that this message that is coming is my message. It's not a message for some other person. It is my message. And begin to apply your life to it. That is when God begins to exempt you. He said that then you will return. 
Everybody will come and in the midst of the congregation, there's going to be a distinction, a discernment. There's going to be a demarcation. There's going to be a separation. And when they are separated, there will be a separation between the righteous and the wicked. And between them, him that served God and him that served him not. So if you don't serve God actively, you better start making up your mind to serve God. I told you yesterday that to serve, to be a minister means to serve. Every Christian, God has given us a ministry. And we have twofold ministry. One, we have the ministry to the body of Christ, fellow believers. Fellow believers, as fellow Christians, as members of the body of Christ, what God has empowered us to do so that the church will be stronger, so that the church will be powerful. So you have been given a ministry over there. If you're a child of God and you are doing nothing in church, you are disappointing God. You are among those who serve him not. Who served him not? You are among them. And he says that there's going to be a distinction. There's going to be a separation. I've not, when I, ever since I started, it's been a long time, more than, more than a decade since I started serving God actively. And I've seen many of God's children who, yes, they are Christian, but they don't put God first. They think that to serve God is an option. And you know what Jesus said, there's no middle ground. Either you are for me or you are against me. Either you are serving God or you are serving the devil. There's no middle ground. If you are not serious for God, you are very serious for the devil. Don't think that, oh, I, you, because you have not proved from yourself that I'm a satanist or I'm a witch, so you are not serving the devil. No. The Bible says there are two kingdoms. You are either in one or you are in the other. You are either serving the interests of one or you are serving the interests of the other. Which interests are you serving? Jesus said, where the man's treasure is, that is where his heart also is. So, if you want to know who you are serving, check what takes the greater majority of your time, of your finances, of your thoughts, of your emotions. What drives your passions? Then you know who you are actually serving or what you are actually serving. What you are actually serving. You will know. I said you will know. Is it, it is not hidden. It is a reality. You, see, you can be in denial, but denial does not mean that you are, it, it, it's not, it does not exist. No. Denial means denial. But it is true. There shall be a discernment, a distinction. Between the righteous and the wicked, and between the one that served God and the one that served him not. So in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he grants us power so that we may minister. So I shared with you that there are two dimensions of our ministry to the church and to the lost, to the in the body of Christ and to the rest of the world, those who are not born again. God has given us a ministry. Mark 16, verse 15. Go into the world and make disciples and preach the gospel unto every creature. He wants us to go and tell them the gospel. And what is the major part of the gospel that he wants us to tell them about? That Jesus Christ is alive and well and he wants all men to come unto him. There's no other way. There's no other way. There's no other way. Every one of us must get involved. Either you are getting involved through your kingdom advancement prayer, or you are getting yourself involved through your soul winning, getting involved yourself through preaching the gospel, sharing tracts, letting somebody know. What your phone, what does your phone publicize the most? 
What does the phone put inside the world? The resources that are available to you. What does it promote the most? When you are looking at your FaceTime or your screen time, you know, most of you don't know how to use your phone. Your phone can tell you the app that you spend more time on. And most of you realize that WhatsApp, eight hours. Facebook, four hours. TikTok, 30 hours. Please. I, I serve an eternal, I have eternal life, so my days may be different from your own. <laughs> Instagram. Telegram. Twitter. Twitter. Net, oh my God. Now, me, I don't need to do something. Is it Netflix or Netflix? Some of you, the reason why you are saying that I'm not able to sleep I'm not, is because of social media. I don't even want to mention the other sites. WWW. The eyes of the Lord move to and fro. understanding me. But you see, these are the indicators that tell you what and who you are serving. So, you must begin to make conscious decisions to change. Because we are getting into a time. How many of you are realizing that the, the way the world is going is not like the way you, you knew it. Things are changing. And very rapidly. It's telling you that the Bible is true. It's telling you the Bible is true. Now everything is moving very fast. The Bible showed us all of those things. It showed us, said that it is going to come at a time. Knowledge shall abound. Knowledge shall abound. The prophet saw visions and they saw creatures that were moving very fast. Shoom, 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 shoom. They thought it was creatures, but they were seeing cars. Cars. But you see, in their time, God could not reveal to them as cars because the only means of transportation they knew were horses and camels. And so when they saw the thing, they were like, even they saw a talking stone. They thought it was a stone that was talking. In this generation, we know it's a phone. A phone is a talking device, a talking stone. Do you understand me? They saw all these visions in the Old Testament, but because in their time, they did not have the right knowledge to be able to interpret those visions. So they were left for us in this generation to be able to decipher and see the mysteries and to understand the times and the seasons that we are in. The sons of Issachar understood the times and the seasons. And because of that, they dominated their brethren. You need the spirit of the sons of Issachar to be able to discern the times and the seasons. Know the days that we are in. Because domination, authority, power, dominion is for those who understand the times that we are in. The days of casual Christianity have come to an end. If you live casually, you you look like an unbeliever. What happens to them will happen to you. What destroys them will destroy you. But he said, the people that do know their God. Oh, the people that do know their God, they shall be strong. I said they shall be strong. I said they shall be strong. And they shall do what? Exploits. Proof producers. 
proof producers. They will provide proof that Jesus is alive. They will provide proof that this message is true. They will provide proof that Jesus is the way, the only way, the way, the truth, and the life. They will show evidence. They will show working. Listen to me. Look, when you write certain exams, which are not objectives, you cannot just, they cannot just ask you the question and then you write the answer. You have to show working. You have to show working. You have to show working. Oh, those days you just had the answer, I'm a Christian. But now we are coming to the days and the seasons and the times where your Christianity the name that you carry, the answer that you carry, you have to show working. You have to show working. You have to show working. I say, I believe. How do you believe? What shows that you believe? Show working. They are going to show working. Proof producers. Christians with a testimony. Believers with a witness. Believers with, have, with power that they are demonstrating. And for the past three days, I've been sharing with you on that subject. Today, I want to move into a certain area that I believe is very essential, even in such a time as this. And God confirmed that word in a meeting that I had with my father today. And I believe it's going to lift us up to another dimension. And the subject I want to share with you, Acts chapter 1, the verse number 8 again. He said, and you shall receive power. That word power is from the Greek word what? Dunamis. Dunamis. By this time, you should know that word. Now, that word dunamis can be translated as explosive force or power or miracle working ability. So, Jesus was saying to his disciples and to you and I, because the scriptures were written for us as well, that we shall receive, oh, come on, somebody, we shall receive miracle working ability. A proof producer is a miracle worker. That's my subject today. Proof producers are miracle workers. God has empowered us in these end times uh, to be able to do miracles. Miracles. What are miracles? Uh, they are the interventions of God in the affairs of men. They are the influence of divinity over the affairs of humanity to produce results that the minds of men cannot explain supernatural interventions those are miracles they are God coming into the situation of men and stopping the operation of natural laws so that supernatural laws can intervene and after he has finished favoring his children the natural laws continue the laws of economics are going to be suspended for you I said the laws of economics are going to be suspended for you so that God will favor you and after he has finished favoring you the laws will continue working the laws will continue working. When God heals an individual, look, the laws of science are suspended. If just even this week, we've seen people go healed miraculously in our meetings. Didn't we see? You see us giving them an injection over here. But according to the laws of medicine and the laws of pharmacology and pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics, you must take in certain substances to influence the body for it to be able to recover, for it to be able to come out of a sick state. But here, all we did was to mention the name of Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, disease is bound. Is anybody here you are healed this week? Give me, give us a wave. You are healed. What were you healed of? 
saw truth. Your truth was, was you're having problems with your truth. How are you feeling now? It's okay. It's gone. You are well now. Celebrate the Lord. It's still, you are still well. Anybody else? You see that what happened to you? Quickly, quickly. You have, find it difficult to breathe. Uh-huh. After you took the water. Oh, okay. So there are miracles from the water. After you took the miracle water. Oh, now you are breathing well. Was that water? Was there some aspirin inside? Or codeine? Or quinine? Or what, 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 what other medicine do you know? Chloroquine. But there was nothing in there. He just mentioned the name of Jesus. I'm breathing. Who else? Who else? See that? What was wrong with you? Uh-huh. Epilepsy. And did you take any uh, carbamazepine? Did you take epilin? Did you take phenytoin? Did you take uh, sodium valproate? You see, I know my medicine. What are you talking about? I'm sure you're working over here. But you are healed. You are healed. Sit down. No, no, no. Anybody, who else has been I, I just want to show you something. Huh? See that? Leg pains. So did, did we give you some uh, aspirin over here? Or some tramadol? Or some diclofenac? Or we gave you orphan gel to wrap? But you see, God interrupted natural laws for a miracle to take place. This week, a miracle is going to take place in your life. What has been normal will become abnormal in the name of Jesus Christ. When God puts free money into your pocket, that is a miracle. Money that you did not work for, but that money comes to you, that is a miracle. I prophesy into your life. Miracle money is coming to you. Miracle supplies are coming to you. Supernatural favor is locating you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Christ. You are going to receive what you did not work for. You are going to receive consideration from people you don't even know. They will see you in some way they like you. They will, you will speak and they will say, ah, we don't know what you are saying, but we accept what you are saying. Receive that grace right now. I said, receive that grace right now. Customers are going to come without you even doing advert. Am I announcing somebody's story right now? Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Somebody sent a free 500 Ghana cities and said, I'm giving you first fruits. But I thought I was a high priest. And then, anyway, it means that we have to pay homage. <laughs> free monies were supplied to her. What, why did that person even think about her? Because God interrupted natural order. In natural order, you favor those you like, those you know. You think about your family and your friends first before you think about anybody else. And then, when the miracle takes place, God reverses the laws. I see a reversal taking place for you. I see a reversal taking place for you. I see, I see a reversal taking place for you. Look, no matter what the market sellers will say, God is going to cause you to eat. And you will enjoy. You will not go hungry. You will be satisfied with abundance. You will be satisfied with supply. No matter what the dollar or the euro or the pound may be saying. Listen, you are, you are not governed by the economic situations of this world. You are connected to the economy of heaven. In heaven, there's no dryness. I said in heaven, there's no dryness. I said in heaven, there's no dryness. That is why I can effectively prophesy to you. That you know no dryness. Why? Because you're a miracle worker. A proof producer is a miracle worker. 
It's a miracle worker. It's a, that means that we produce miracles as proofs that Jesus is alive. In Acts chapter 2 verse 42 to 43, we see after the Holy Ghost came, miracles started in the ministry of the apostles. In the Bible says, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. These were the believers. Then the Bible says, then fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Wonders and signs. Wonders and signs. You remember in Mark chapter 16 verse 17, it said these signs will follow them that believe. Will follow them that believe. So there are signs that follow believers. He said many. How many? How many? Many. Listen, you are not entitled to one miracle. You are entitled to many miracles. Be from between now and December, people will look at you and they'll be afraid of you. People will look at you and they'll be afraid of you. People, your work colleagues will say that this one fear him. Fear her. Fear him. Fear her. I see that testimony coming your way. And they fear the Bible. Then fear came upon every. Yeah, came upon every soul. No, this is a prophetic. Yeah, came upon every soul. <laughs> Why did the fear come upon them? Because the Bible said many signs and miracles and wonders were done through the apostles. Many, many. I'm prophesying to somebody over here. People are going to come into your life and they are going to help you. Not one person, not two people, not three people, but many people. I said many people. Listen to me. Don't worry if you are even receiving 500 Ghana cities. God will bring those who are receiving 10,000 cities your way. God will bring any more than you to come and support you. In the name of Jesus Christ. If what you need is expensive, God will gather people. One will bring 100, another will bring 200, another will bring 500. God is going to gather them. God is going to gather them for them to finance you. And if they don't come, you will pick up the stone and money will be waiting for you over there. Money will appear. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to the name of the Lord. He said, and many signs, many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. So God wants us to be miracle workers. Paul the apostle was a miracle worker. Acts chapter 19, verse number 11. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. God wrought special miracles by the hands of God. By the hands of who? Paul. Look at your hands. Say, my hands are miracle hands. Say my look at your hands. You see, some of you, this is what you do. You are not serious with the with the messages that God gives you. This is we are not joking over here. If we were, if we are going to go to a shrine and they say do something, you'll be serious. But you are before the king of kings and we are being told that do something and you are taking it for a joke. Look at those hands. Look at them. Observe them with conviction. Say that my hands are miracle hands. Say these hands will work signs and wonders. Say these hands will manifest power. He said, and the Lord wrought unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. 
Now, somebody may be saying, ah, this thing, it was only the apostles, the fivefold ministers, the apostles, the prophets, the high men of God. They were the ones doing it. Let me show you something over here. In Mark chapter 16, verse 19 and 20, the Bible tells, in fact, when you start from the verse number 15, God speaks to his disciples, the believers, and told them that they should go out and preach the gospel. In the verse 20 of Mark chapter number 16, the Bible says, and they went forth and preached everywhere. And the Lord was working with them, confirming the word with signs following. So when they obeyed the Lord and they started going out there, signs, these are miracles started following them. They started following them. Stephen, Stephen was not an evangelist. Stephen was not a prophet. Stephen was an ordinary deacon, an ordinary worker in the house of God. He was not among the apostles of God. He was not a pastor. But look at the testimony from Stephen's life. Acts chapter number 6, the verse number 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, he did what? Great wonders and signs among the people. Listen to me. Every ordinary member of the body of Christ, every ordinary child of God is mandated and empowered to work miracles. Say, I am a miracle worker. God wants you to believe this. Look, I am tuning your mind to be conscious of your miraculous estates. The mandate of miracles upon you. Listen, you can work a miracle. Some years ago, about three or four years ago, we were having a program at a Sun Lodge Hotel and I was teaching about healing and how you can work miracles. And after that, we entered into a dimension of ministration and many people were healed. Many people were healed. One young gentleman, Teoflos, is, is here today. He took the same message. He heard the message. He meditated on the message. He said, our papa is teaching us how we can heal the sick. Then let me go and practice it. We sent him on a, a, a missionary trip to a, a village somewhere in the upper Volta. When he went there, oh, that I wasn't there. All the gurus were not there. He was there all alone. He was there with only the information that he had received from the teaching that he can also work miracles. My God, my God. So when he came, he said, I bring the cases to me. He took his, his apostolic chair. He said, I have come. I'm the apostle over here. He had seen me working miracles and God was confirming them with instant results. Verse 18, strange sicknesses. And when he called, he, he applied the same principles. Do you know what happened? Instant results started manifesting. Instant results started manifesting. Instant results started manifesting. So, this miracle working calling is not for some special superstar man of God. God has sent me as a prophet to tell you that you can work a miracle. That you can work signs and wonders. That you can cause supernatural interventions to take place. God has sent me to call you out of your shell. Out of that lifestyle where everything is normal. And believe that there's power upon your life. Believe that there's some miracle working grace upon your life. Believe that there's something supernatural in you. That if you can activate that supernatural thing, even your shadow shall heal the sick. Even your clothes shall heal the sick. God is raising a generation of miracle workers. If you are one of them, shout I am a miracle worker. You are a miracle worker. But, believe, you are a miracle worker. 
This is one, these are one of the things we, we've not heard in the church. So many of God's children think that miracle workers are some evangelists or some prophets must come all the way from America, all the way from Nigeria, all the way from South Africa before we can see miracles. No, it is for every child of God. Every Tom, Dick, Harry, Seidu, and Haruna in the body of Christ can work miracles. Araba Kofi Kwame, Kojovi, Amavi, Davi, Dada, Eleo, Miracle Worker, Aye, Tete, Tete, Ni, I'm a fan Miracle Worker, Alote. Are you understanding me? So you are a miracle worker. I want you to catch the fire. Listen to me. God wants to demystify miracles. And let it become a household affair. A household affair. I am seeing a generation that is being raised by the Lord. People in your house will be going through torments and afflictions. And you don't need to call any man of God. You don't need to call any prophet. You don't need to call any, any evangelist. Right there in your house. When they wake you up, you say that what is the problem? I am here. What is the problem? I am here. And you look at the situation and you say in the name of Jesus Christ. And the matter will be solved. The matter will be solved. Be bold. Believe you can do it. Believe you can do it. When Benson, Idahosa, of blessed memory, before he received a calling into the ministry, one day his pastor was preaching like I'm preaching, and he was telling them that God said that we should go heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. He was listening. He had known, he had read that part of the Bible before, but he had not paid attention. But that day he said, oh, This thing is in the Bible. And he was not telling it to the special men of God, the apostles whom he had chosen. He was telling it to all those he was sending. When he closed church, he went to see his pastor. He said, Pastor, where is that part of the Bible that you read? He said, You should heal the sick, raise the dead. He said, So can I do it? The pastor said, Yes. He said, Can I heal the sick? The pastor said, Yes. Can I raise the dead? The pastor said, Yes. He said, Have you raised the dead before? He said, The pastor said, No. But you think I can do it? He said, Yes. He took his Bible. Went from street to street, knocking on every door. Is there any dead body here? Is there anybody dead here? Is there co -co 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 -co, anybody dead here? After two weeks, he was giving up. He wasn't finding any dead body. On the third week, ah, my God. When he was just giving up, he saw some people coming out of the house wearing funeral clothes. He said, yeah. The time has come. He went and knocked the door and said, I am not in his bed. The child nearly beaten up. He said, No. He saw how serious he was looking. Then he went, he said, okay, the, the girl is in this room. So he went, wake up, get up. The more he prayed, the more the child became dead. <laughs> but if there was something like dead, the child became dead. Come and see the man of God, the young brother, brother, started sweating more. Ah, he picked his Bible. He said, ah, this is what the people, he said, ah, Jesus drove all the people out. Ah, it's because the people are here. He told them, go out, everybody go out, go out. He sang all of them, left with the father and the mother. 
Jesus through the door. Okay. And he said, ah, Jesus said, damsel, arise. So he thought the, name, the damsel was the name of the child. So he, he said, so what is the name of the child? And Jesus, he told him the name of the child. Let's see if you, if you know. It's a, it's a Nigerian name. If he knew, if he knew, in the name of Jesus, rise up. The child called and started breathing again. And then he read. And he said that Jesus told the parents that give her meat. He said, ah, okay, give her meat. You see, he, he, he was reading. He didn't know that the word meat was old King James Version saying food. So he said, go and come and give her meat. Jesus said, give her meat. Give her meat to it. If we can take the Bible literally, the power of God, raw power, shall become manifest in our lives. Listen, if you can believe it, and you can take a step out there, God is going to use us in the miraculous. Stephen was a miracle worker. Jesus prophesied to us in John chapter 14, verse number 12. In fact, from the verse number 11, let's look at the verse number 11. Jesus said that if you don't believe me that I am from the Father because I say it, believe me for the works sake. What were the works? The miracles that he was producing. And the verse number 12 is a prophecy to us. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works, that is the miracles that I do, oh my God, he will also do. Listen to me, is Jesus a liar? Was Jesus confused? Then he was looking at your face. He was looking at your name. When he was making that prophecy, he said, the works that I do shall you do also. And he said, greater works. We are the generation of greater works. I said, we are the generation of greater works. I see people healing people of epilepsy. I see people healing people of leprosy, of stroke, of hypertension, of skin diseases, of brain conditions. Receive that power now. Receive that grace now. Somebody said, that, oh, me, I'm not holy enough. He didn't talk about holiness over here. He said, if you can just believe, these signs will follow them that believe. These signs will follow them that believe. These signs will, and it's a greater works than these shall you do. We are rising into our destiny. I said we are rising to our destiny. Let me conclude this message with seven dimensions of miracles. Every Christian must work. The Bible is a book of miracles. From Genesis to Revelations, miracles after miracles after miracles. The Bible is a compendium of miracles. So if you are a child of God and you don't believe in miracles, you are not a child of God. Even our very faith, Christianity, was born out of a miracle. How can a dead man come back to life? Is that not a miracle? So how can you say that you are a Christian and you don't believe in miracles? In the supernatural. In things that don't make sense. Look. Somebody on your way home, you find money on the floor. We have seen it happen many times. If it happened only once, you'd have said it's an accident. If it happened twice, you say it's a coincidence. But when it happens three, four, five, six times, then you know that something is working. I prophesy into your life. 
Many of you are going to get free money. Miracle monies are going to release for you. Money that you don't know the source. Some of you very soon in your account are going to see 60,000 Ghana cities there. You don't know where it's coming from. Some of you are going to enter into the dollar dimension. Into the foreign currency dimension. I prophesy to you. Your God is able to do all things. And he says that all things are possible to him that believes. Do you believe? I said, do you believe? Are you a believer? Then all things are possible to you. Some of you are going to go to school and you not pay even a CD. Before the end of three months, somebody over here, you'll be driving your first car. You'll be driving your first car. You'll be driving your first car. There's somebody over here. When you move out of your parents' house, you are not going to be a tenant. You are going to get into your own house. Into your own house. I see God supplying you accommodation. Receive it right now. I said receive it right now. All things are possible. I see the heavens opening and I see God dropping down. Miracle packages for you. Miracle packages for you. Nobody has owned a car in your family but God is going to give you three cars. Nobody has built a house in your family but God is going to give you seven houses. Am I prophesying to somebody? Receive it right now. I hear the Lord saying that somebody before the end of this year you are going to receive a miracle gadget, a phone that you did not buy, a laptop that you did not buy, an iPad that you did not buy. My God, my God, I see God releasing supplies, miracle supplies, miracle supplies, miracle supplies. There's somebody under the sound of my voice. Oh, one of these days, you'll be coming back home from work and somebody will meet you and will give you some dollars. Somebody will meet you and give you the help that you need. Somebody will meet you and favor you. There's somebody you are going to board a public transporter and right there you are going to meet your beloved. Somebody under the sound of my voice. You don't even have money for wedding but God is going to cause you to be wedded. He said ah, come by without money. Come by without money. He said I'll supply them him that is hungry. I'll give to him that is thirsty. There's a supply that you can get even when you don't have money. It is a miracle supply. It is a miracle supply. He said those who have money, their money shall become valueless. But there's somebody under the sound of my voice. There's somebody over here because there's a miracle wave over here. A miracle wave over here. A miracle wave over here. I see debts being cancelled. There's some money that you owe. God is neutralizing that debt. God is neutralizing that debt. God is neutralizing that debt. Somebody will call you and say, don't pay for it anymore. I dash it to you. I give it to you. I dash it to you. I give it to you. That dimension of miracle money, that dimension of miracle supplies. He says he opens his hands and they are satisfied. I see God open his hands for you. Somebody, this Christmas, you will enjoy more than any other Christmas. People are going to bring you bags of rice, uh, bottles and gallons of oil, uh, tin tomatoes, uh, hey, whatever supply you need. Uh, why do I see cartons of drinks? Cartons of drinks. Cartons of drinks. Uh, mm. There's somebody under the sound of my voice. For the first time in your life, somebody will give you a hamper. Somebody will give you a hamper. I see a release of miracle supplies. There's a miracle wave over here. There's 
a miracle wave over here. You have miracle water. You have miracle water. You have miracle water. Receive that grace. There's somebody under the sound of my voice. The company that has been complaining that they don't have money. They are going to give you times two salary this December. God is going to cause you to receive from the most unlikely sources. I prophesy with my eyes open. Oh, in this season, when it become difficult and expensive to buy clothes, I see new clothes coming your way. I see new dimensional supplies. Why do I see businesses growing in the midst of this? Growing in the midst of this economic crunch. Your business is growing. I said, I see your business growing. I said, I see your business growing. Receive now. Seven dimensions of miracles that we are supposed to work. Number one, healing miracles. Matthew 12, 15. When Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself. The Bible says, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. How many of them did he heal? He healed them all. You see, we have been seeing healing miracles in this place. So if you don't believe in healing miracles, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. This week alone, we have seen people healed supernaturally. Number two, material miracles. Material miracles, where God begins to supply you material things. There are some of you this year, oh, your gas will not run out. I had the testimony that blew my mind. One man of God, he had been using a meter, a meter for about a year, and he has not bought any ECG. The meter is just running. He said that there must be a problem with this meter. They came to change the meter. The second one also started doing the same thing. It is a material supply. A material supply. God is going to multiply the little that you have. It will be more than you can carry. He took that little boy's lunch, and then he multiplied that lunch. Five loaves of bread. Two fishes. John chapter 6, verse number 9 to number 13. There were so many. He said, Ah, feed them. Somebody this this December, you are going to feed your family. They will say, Oh, your parents will call you and say, Oh, even if you don't help to give us anything this Christmas, we understand. Things, times are hard. <laughs> this is the time that you surprise them the most. Somebody, are you receiving it? Because God will give you a material miracle. Some of you very soon, you will stop buying clothes. God will get somebody to be supplying you with shoes, supplying you with suits. Everything that you need, receive it now. I said, receive it now. I said, receive it now. Look, we are enjoying some of it. So we know what we are talking about. You know what we are talking about. You know what we are talking about. Amen and amen. Even the one we are wearing is part of it. Material supplies. I don't know why I am seeing ladies and you are getting free wigs. This Christmas you look nicer. Tell her you shine. Baby, you look sweet. Tell her, don't worry. Even in the midst of dollar CD, she will feel your face. She the face. I see your lipo lipo shining nicer than before. Young men, stand steady, stand steady. Because our ladies are going to shine our eyes. Hey! 
Street. I don't know what other name that they are going to give us again. So material miracles. Number three, financial miracles. God can provide you finances. Financial miracles talking about money. Listen, can I prophesy to you? Some of you get to the house and you, that, that dress that you have not had for a long time, you go and find money in there. They were asking Jesus and his disciples that would you pay taxes? Peter came back. Jesus had perceived what was happening already. He asked him, sir, answer me this. Who is supposed to pay tax? A stranger or a child of the land? He said, a stranger. He said, don't worry. Notwithstanding, lest we offend them. Matthew 17, 27. He said, go down to the sea and cast a hook and take up the fish. That verse coming out. So when you open the mouth, there shall be a piece of money in there. Did Jesus not say that I'll make you a fish of men? Many men can be fishes. You are not getting me. There's some money in, in the mouth of every fish. There's money. Listen, some of you, God is going to surprise you. This Listen, you're a miracle worker. Miracle monies are coming your way. This is the dimension of miracle money. Receive it. I said, receive it. Look, as I'm sharing with you, you are receiving the faith to possess it. It will amaze you. By the time we'll be done with this prophetic Hebrews convocation, people's accounts are going to see miracles. Mobile money accounts are going to see miracles. Bank accounts are going to see miracles. Your pocket is going to see a miracle. Receive that financial miracle now. Let me speed up quickly. So, God is going to surprise you with financial miracles. Number four dimension miracles, business miracles. Listen, this Sunday is going to be, this Sunday, the ground floor is going to be an impartation service. And especially for all those who are into businesses, there's going to be a, a, an explosion of next level. The Lord told me today that on Sunday, the grace that will be released is a grace to lift people to their next levels. To their next level. So your business, there's a next level for your business. There's a next level for your finances. This Sunday, there's going to be a release. But you can start taking it tonight. Receive it right now. Luke chapter number 5. 1 to 7. Jesus located the boat of Simon Peter. And right after that, where they had gone all, they had gone toiled all night, and they had not been able to catch even a single fish. But when Jesus, the miracle worker, came, some of you, the thing that I'm telling you, you are going to be working it for other people. You'll be working it in your own business. A miracle is coming your way. And when people see your business in the midst of this dry season, your business is doing so well, they will ask who is your God. Say that my Jesus is alive. My Jesus is alive. My Jesus is alive. My Jesus is alive. Simon answered and said, Master, we have told all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And their net was breaking. Their net was breaking. Somebody's about to receive a net breaking catch. Your business is going to enter into the net-breaking, boat-sinking dimension. Look at the verse number four. Let's go to the verse number four to show you something. This is the problem that we have most of the time. We don't believe. When he has stopped speaking, after he had finished preaching, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your words. Read it. 
Next. 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 Go to the verse number five. And what's the last word over there? Is that what Jesus said? What did Jesus say? Look, your vision is too small. Your vision is too small. Your vision is too small. That is why his net began to break because the master said, send out nets. Because he, 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 he did not believe he sent out one nets. At the end of the day, he had to call his friends to come. And when they also, even, that means even if they had thrown the net, they would still be sinking. Because when their friends came, they to their boat started sinking. <laughs> God is going to expand your business to the dimension where you'll be helping others. And they too, they'll be growing. And they'll be growing. And they'll be growing. I prophesy this into your business right now. As I speak, it is happening. As I speak, the angels are confirming it. Receive business explosion. Receive business explosion. Receive business explosion in the name of Jesus Christ. Time, 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 time. Number five. Academic miracles. Let me say that day uh, was it sometime last year or so. Uh, Joseph's brother, Samuel, he had been in a certain company, a business with a certain. Uh, whom, uh, they had received a contract, a government contract, which was into the hundreds of thousands of Ghana cities. So because of that, they are into this uh, uh, sound uh, rental and then doing gigs. So they went to rent or they went to borrow or, or take on credit certain gadgets so that they went uh, play for that contract. Thinking that at the end, they don't know how to get the government. So, they thought that the money will come sharp, sharp, sharp. And then they go and pay for the things that they had bought on credit. One month, two months, three months, the money was not coming. Now this woman was on them. The woman was on them. The woman now went to contact some people at BNI. They came to catch the boss and there were a whole lot of things. Then he came to see me about the matter. He said, the pastor, we need a miracle. We need a miracle. The way the things are going, I don't want to go to I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to go and sit doing it. So I said, I know God will intervene in the matter. God will intervene in the matter. The long and short of it is that at the end of the day, this same woman came back and said that you keep the things. Whatever, whatever amount of money, how, how much will you pay for the thing? How much do you want to pay for it? Business miracle. That money that they got from that contract lifted their company to the next level. Listen, God is going to bring people business miracles over here. And in these end times, in this last day, God is looking for business people who will be looking for business miracles. Are you one of them? Are you one of them? Receive that grace. Number five, academic miracles. Academic miracles. We were right here when our sister Nana she didn't do part of the assignment. At the end of the day, she got what? I see a B. A B. She didn't expect to even get a C. Because she had not done the thing. But the God of academic miracles changed situations. There was a lady over here. I think the first Holy Ghost service we did. Naomi. She had, and she had been given an F. By Tuesday, the F had changed to B+. Academic miracles. I can give you more and more and more. You see, because God knows that there are students amongst us. So you don't leave you out. Listen, if you're a student over here, receive that grace right now. 
Some of you, your brains are going to open up. You are going to become the best in the class all of a sudden. I see award winners over here. I see people receiving scholarships. Receive it right now. Number six, deliverance miracles. Many of the problems, I've been telling you over and over again, that many of the problems that humanity goes through are because of demonic afflictions. The Bible says that, and in my name they'll cast out devils. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. If you don't deal with them, they'll deal with us. Miracles. Demons are real. Demons are real. Jesus cast out demons. And he commanded us that we should cast them out. Today, as you pray, you cast out any demon that is behind any affliction in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You cast them out. Say, I cast them out. Say, I cast them out. Mark chapter 5. Let me, say, let me tell you something. If you don't deal with the demons that are affecting you, you will never manifest your destiny. In Mark chapter number 5, Jesus came to the shores of Gadara and there was a madman who had been tied in a cemetery. Jesus cast out all those out of one man. The Bible says there were a legion. Legion is about 6,000. A legion of demons in that person. And listen to me, don't say that, oh, because I'm a Christian, I, I, demons cannot worry me. In Mark chapter 1, verse 39, Jesus was casting the devils out in a synagogue. Do you know what a synagogue is? Like our church today. So, even in the church, we need to cast them out. So, I'm a Christian. Hey, are you okay? Is everything fine with you? Are you where you want to be? If you find that there's a resistance, you know, you should know that there's likely a devil behind it. Don't wait for a vision or a dream. Start casting them out. Start casting them out. Your business is not going well. Your finance is not going well. Nothing is going well with you. And you think that it's okay. It is not okay. A spirit is behind it. You don't need to know the name of the spirit. Just look at the condition. Most demons, maybe I'll do demonology one day, but most demons are described or addressed by the description of what they do. So Jesus will cast out an unclean spirit. Or he said, you deaf and dumb spirits. Or you spirit of blindness. Maybe you're a spirit of poverty, financial, financial insufficiency. And look at what you're going through. He said that you are identified here. Be gone. They will obey you. They will obey you. And it's not every time when you are casting them out, you start doing like this. No. It's not every time. You know, when they came silently, they can also go silently. Tonight, as we begin to pray, cast some things out. Cast means throw. So the Lord gave me a prophetic direction for tonight. Everybody, you are going to take a sheet of paper. And you are going to write a problem that you are going through. Not what you want God to give you. That's a different miracle. But something that has been a problem to you. You are going to take, take a sheet of paper, everybody. You are going to write it. I'm going to tell you what you are going to do. I'm going to tell you what you are going to do. Please, everybody do it. If you don't want to do it, don't worry. If you don't do it, don't worry. Because the Lord has given me my, a direction to give to you. That is going to solve your problems. Everybody do it. Don't type it on your phone because you may be in trouble. Amen and amen. But when I give you the instruction, you may be in trouble. <laughs> amen. So I said, get a sheet of paper. Write it down. Write it down. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I know my people. They have, they have, they have technologized themselves. So when I said write it down, desire to type it down. 
if, if you need somebody to help you write, yeah. if you still say you cannot even write English, get somebody to write. Because you see, when we are in times like this, don't be shy. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Is it your miracle that you are looking for or you are trying to do self-preservation? Many people have been trying to save their face and at the end of the day, they missed their hour of visitation. Listen, a prophet is given an instruction. Listen to the voice of a prophet. Don't worry, I'm not, I'm not saying, I, I'm telling you what the Lord told me. If this is the only thing that I do tonight, I'll finish my work. I'll finish my work. The Lord sent me to do two things tonight. Number one, to tell you that you're a miracle worker and to launch you into the dimension of working miracles. And then number two, to do this instruction. So write something. It could be a sickness. It could be some financial problem. It could be confusion. It could be something that is going on in your family. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Let me finish the preaching whilst you are writing. And then the last set of miracles are what uh, my papa called major miracles. These are when God suspends the laws of nature. Like the rains will stop. Jesus will command the winds and the winds will obey. Mark chapter 38, chapter 4, verse 38 to 41. Major miracles where God will suspend the laws of nature so that he will come through for you. Can I prophesy to somebody's life? Listen, the Lord is speaking to me now and said, I tell them to believe. Tell them to believe. Do you know the problem? Many of us cannot see. Our minds are too small. So when, we t- when God talks about miracles, we, 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 are, we, we are not able to engage. Listen, God can let $600,000 deposit into somebody's account right now. Can you believe? God can pick somebody and change your life overnight. Can you believe? Can you believe it? If God could relocate money in the mouth of a fish, what can he not do? Are fishes banks? Do fishes melt coins? Do fishes produce money? And you think God cannot come through for you? Listen, there are seven people whose cars are suspended in the air right now. Your cars are suspended in the air right now. Possess them. Listen, the other day, what were you looking for? Say, so what? A television and what? A mobile phone, a, 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 a home theater or something. So she said she was looking for a television, a radio, and a mobile phone. Did you know where they were going to come from? She came to mention it like, what did I say? You will come back and you testify or something like that. How long did it take? About two weeks. About two weeks. She received, she said, she didn't say she wanted a television, she wanted a flat screen. <laughs> See, I remember your testimony that day. She was sitting right here, meaning God is going to give you another miracle. In a program like this, things are not on, are not by mistake. No, 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 no. And where everybody is sitting, God made you sit there. Your package is right there. As I'm speaking right now, things is, are moving. Power is in the atmosphere. Two weeks. It's not that she received some and some was left behind me. She received the same day. Sunday after church, different sources. 
she received a flash screen television. She received a home theater. And somebody called her and said, I, I, I want to give you a phone. That's one day. How did the person know that she needed a phone? How did the person know that she had received a, a prophetic word? You think God cannot supply? You have been thinking too normally. Start thinking abnormally. Start thinking that on your way home, somebody will see you and give you money. Start thinking that, ah, somebody will say, ah, I'm tired of my car, come and take it. Start thinking that some miracle can happen. Start thinking that your name can come up for a scholarship. Listen, we are praying for people and they have received admissions at schools that they never, they never applied. Some of them have, gra- have graduated, they are engineers now. They never applied. They said, Papa, this is my admission letter. I never applied to this school. But they just called me that I've received admission. How did my name appear over there? Some have received jobs, a company that they never applied to. I'm talking about the miraculous, supernatural dimension of life. God is working a miracle right now. Come on, how hungry are you? Requirements for you to function in this proof producer dimension of life. Four requirements. Willingness and an open heart. Isaiah 119. Number two. Desperate and unquenchable hunger and thirst for the word and the spirit. Isaiah 44 verse 3. I'll pour water upon the testing. Constant consciousness of your identity as a miracle worker. Don't forget who you are. Philemon 1 verse 6. And the last one, great and persistent faith. Can you believe that it will happen? The Syro Phoenician woman, the Canaanite woman, she was not an Israelite, so she was not qualified for a miracle, but she said, I will get my miracle by force. The Roman centurion, he said, Don't even come. Speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. Was it not jeopardizing his miracle? Because every day, they, in that time, they knew that miracles, it means that the, the healer must come and touch you. I said, I speak only. Great faith. Great and persistent faith. Somebody, you're about to see a change in your life. Have you written them down? Have you written them down? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Who is ready to see the miracles? Say, I'm a miracle worker. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokronipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.